Hi, everybody, and welcome back to yet another cracking edition of The Matt Brown Show. This is the Secrets of Fail series, where we are talking to entrepreneurs and CEOs all about their business blunders. And with us in the hot seat today uh, is the founder and CEO of an incredible company called Office Libations, and his name is Claude Burns. Claude, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Matt. Cool, buddy. So you know what's coming. So let's start with the elevator pitch. Uh, what exactly are you guys up to there at Office Libations? Yeah, so Office Libations is a corporate refreshment and food service provider. Uh, so we provide companies coffee, snacks, drinks, uh, lunches, um, equipment, basically everything to, to run a company's sort of food and beverage programs. We're located in the San Francisco Bay Area. So a lot of our, comp uh, a lot of our clients are in technology, biotech, professional uh, services, financial firms, uh, the kind of high human capital industries. Okay, cool. So what exactly do you do? I mean, do you, you obviously provide like food to the employee? Like how does it all work? Yeah, exactly. So uh, an office will sort of engage us and say, hey, we want all these different items. And if you've ever kind of done a barbecue or a big cookout for a bunch of people, you know how much work it is to get all that food together. Yeah. Now do it every day for hundreds of people. And you can start to see why somebody needs to, to, to be able to do that. And we sort of work with a lot of small vendors, a lot of big vendors, so we can provide a lot of variety in products. Um, that you may not get from, you know, your your local big box store or grocery store even. Um, and so for us, we're able to go in and make sure that program runs without any involvement from that company. So they tell us what they want. We bring it every day. We sort of have a lot of software and tracking in place to make sure they're getting exactly what they need. Not too much, not too little, kind of that Goldilocks zone. Um, and we can adapt really quickly if they want to change something in their program. And uh, we actually perform a pretty good partnership with many of the companies we work with. Very cool, brother. Very, very cool. Great. So let's get into the meat and the potatoes of uh, this series. What is your epic story of fail for our audience around the world today, Claude? Yeah. So uh, I think like many, uh, uh, we're in March of 2020. I was walking across the stage to accept award as uh, one of the fastest growing veteran uh, companies. And uh, a week later, we lost 95% of our revenue. <laughs> um, of course, I'm talking about uh, the, the initial lockdowns in the United States over the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. And since we serve offices and workplaces were all shut down, um, our, our business essentially fell apart uh, in a matter of you know two weeks. So the obvious question then is, well, how did you survive? Because <laughs> like they were, I mean, that's probably the worst. I mean, of all the, like a lot of people got affected, right? Even my business yeah. at the time. Uh, but if you can't supply, like the whole thing has changed. Like where you were sending that stuff, they're not even there anymore. So like, what did you have to do to survive? Everything. <laughs> uh, I mean, we 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 tried everything. We tried like different business models. We were sending uh, boxes of snacks to people's homes. We were uh, trying to trying to find anything that we could do to survive and. And honestly, none of it really worked. We obviously made a lot of really hard decisions with our team and had to had to do layoffs, which is something I think no CEO wants to ever have to do, especially when you know business was booming. We were we were you know doing great, and all of a sudden, two weeks later, uh, all of a sudden it wasn't so great. Um, so it was a pretty tough time, but uh, we, we kind of had to really make tough choices mm -hmm. and um, try to try to stay alive. Mm -hmm. I've been there, but. I've been there, you know, basically, I think like you, you, you're not a fully experienced entrepreneur until you've either laid off people and you know how that sucks yeah. um, uh, or you've, and you've had a business die 
and or you've sold one. Like you have to have yeah. that full, those are the trifectas for me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Because it's the ultimate right. high and the ultimate low, right? Yeah, it's, it's you know, I, I think, you know, the, the selling and like some of the other things are, they're really exciting. And usually those are good things. People get excited. But I think at that time, there's so much uncertainty and, and having to, you know, basically for the business to survive, we had to, you know, get much, much smaller. And we got down to like three people at one point. Um, so quite a, quite of impact, but there was literally, you know, you know, my failure to find another way to sort of conduct business. Um, and, and at the same time, we had some clients that were still operating. Uh, many of our biotech companies were, were still up and running. And so we needed to support them. And a lot of them were doing work on the pandemic and, uh, we wanted to be there when people came back uh, to work and came back to offices and make sure that we were able to, you know, win market share and actually use it as an opportunity to to grow. Mm, amazing stuff. Well, obviously, that's all changed now. But when you think about uh, that story or that experience, uh, Chad, like what stands out for you as like key lessons? Yeah, I mean, I think it's really knowing your why. Like, why are you doing this? And so there, you know, it's quite a gut punch. And, but if you have a why that's important to you and something that, um, drives you forward as an entrepreneur, uh, I think you can overcome a lot of those challenges. And so for me, the why has always been, I want to build a business that can last without me and that, you know, can, can maintain and provide jobs and continue to grow, uh, without me as the entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And I, I hadn't quite achieved that yet. Mm. And I still thought this was the, an avenue and a mechanism that we could do to to achieve that and and really sort of provide better service for people through sort of food and beverage, especially at the office um, office level. Um, and and we hadn't done that, so I was I wasn't quite ready to give up. If you could get into the Matt Brown Show time machine and kind of go back to yourself when all this uh, shit was going down, and uh, you know, do something differently or you know, maybe give yourself a piece of advice, like what, what would you do differently and why say? Yeah, I think that's interesting because, uh, you know, when the first, when it first happened, it was two weeks and then it was like another two weeks and it was kind of like another two weeks. Uh, so I probably would have just taken a vacation for like the first like four months or something <laughs> and sort of just, uh, just, you know, put everything on pause and, and waited and come back, you know, four months later. Um, as, as some of our clients started to come back online in sort of the, the summertime frame, um, but I think it, you know, we took it as an opportunity of, we get to rebuild the business. And most of the time you don't get to rebuild your business. You're stuck with tech debt. You're stuck with, um, maybe the wrong sort of structures in your organization, the wrong people in your organization, um, the wrong systems in your organization. And we got to kind of completely reimagine what the business was, what were the problems we were having before, let's build it. So we don't have those problems. And, you know, we kind of took it as a, a much longer break than uh, I would want, but uh, it ultimately made us, you know, gave us the opportunity to make the business better. Mm -hmm. So what's your advice then, Claude, to CEOs or entrepreneurs about the importance of failing and becoming successful in business? Yeah, I mean, I think you're never going to avoid failure. Um, there's, you know, a ton of literature, books, research, case studies on like all these companies. Um that that faced failure. Um, but I think it's always knowing the why. What are you there? What are you there to accomplish? Um, and as long as you have that strong why and that why is still relevant to you today, if it's not relevant, maybe it's time to sell the business. Uh, maybe it's time to move on to something else. But if that why is there, it will it will take you through a lot of things. Um, I was uh 
prior career was in the military and um you know that belief in sort of your team you know your unit your country like all of those things like uh make you accomplish things that you didn't think were possible and the same thing's true in business having that why um is incredibly important mm. how much how similar is it and i've asked this question to to, uh, for, to a few navy seals but i'm curious to get your view how similar is like serving like abroad in the military versus building a business or how like from emotional perspective like uncertainty fear doubt all that stuff is there are there similarities yeah i think so um i mean i think you know a lot of times there's uncertainty in both uh, environments. Um, I, I personally have found like the emotional ups and downs of running a business much more challenging. I think in the military, you have this, you know, you have a team um, and, and a team that's all kind of on the same level, kind of working together, you know, as, as an entrepreneur, as a CEO, a lot of times it's, it's kind of you, you're the one that has to drive the business. There's not a bunch of other people around you to kind of pick you up constantly. It's your job to pick your team up. So I find the emotional lift being an entrepreneur actually harder than being in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a lot of the challenges you face in the military prepare you really well for, for the business world. Yeah. Mental fortitude, brother. Yes. <laughs> like, there's only one way forward. Like, I don't know if you if you heard of a game called rugby. So obviously, I'm South African, and so rugby is like a thing. And yeah. the World Cup like happening on the starting on the eighth of September. So, um, yeah. so the Springboks are the South African rugby team. It's their name. And we yeah, only I was, have... I was a scrum half. Uh, yeah, okay. Oh, okay yeah, cool. I, played, yeah, I, I played scrum half at Navy and then uh, oh, played yeah. a so, so you know the while, game, right? So, so South Africa's very... game plan is basically we're going to come fuck you up in the front and we're going to hurt you. And then we're going to get the ball yeah. out wide and that's basically it. Like I'll set piece, whatever. We have a very specific game plan. Yeah. And that is it. There's no, there is only plan A. <laughs> so if they go and then yeah. if let's just say they play New Zealand and we smashed them last week. Um, but if you go and play any team... And then they lose. They don't go, ah, oh, well, where's plan B? Let's go try plan B. Like they're like, no, no, it's plan A, only better. You know, and, and that yeah. mindset is, is for me, I get a lot of like motivation parallels out of that, right? Because it's kind of like, what was your plan? Well, your plan was to build a business. Okay, cool. So that type, that form of business isn't working. So what's your plan? Build a business. Great. You yeah. understand? So the mindset must always just be one single focus dedication to this thing that you want to go this vision that you have right this why like why are you doing it um and um yeah so for me it's also like plan a brother <laughs> yeah in the, in the military you'd look at it as like what's the mission right and there are multiple ways to accomplish the mission so you, you do have multiple plans you have plan a through z you know i do a ton of planning and all plans suck but the the power is in the planning um and so knowing that if this happens, I'm going to do this. I will say that global pandemic was not on my bingo card. I did not have that planned out. Um, but um, it, it's it sort of helps you understand when you're running your business. If this happens, I do this. If this happens, I do this. Um, and I think that that avenue and in, in rugby, you know, it's a very fluid game. So mm-hmm. if all of a sudden, you know, everyone gets inside, yeah, you got to swing the ball wide. Uh, conversely, if they're just way faster than you, sometimes you may have to play back a little bit and, you know, you, you don't want to sort of come up and uh, expose yourself. So your fullback's got to be a little more, a uh, little more cautious <laughs> in how they're defending. Um, and, and I think that's really just a, a matter of you got to have a plan, but the mission, you know, the why mm-hmm. is really the piece that drives you. Mm-hmm. What about books, tools, and resources that you recommend? Uh, so the uh, one of my favorite books, I think, especially for entrepreneurs that are that are struggling or having a having a rough time, is uh, uh, "The Power of Broke" by Damon John. 
Um, so uh, Shark Tank. Um, so a lot of people know know who he is. Um, and it talks to you know a bunch of businesses that we all know and sort of what what did their first year look like? What did their second year look like? What did their third year look like? And you realize like as an entrepreneur, it's like, you know, a lot of these companies that we look at that were like smashing successes, they had a lot of problems. They had a lot of challenges. And uh, uh, Shoe Dog is the other one by Phil Knight, mm. um, uh, Nike founder. Um, when you see, you know, the amount of things that he over overcame to to make this global uh, you know, global brand that everybody loves. Um, it's, it's wild. And so a lot of times it puts, you know, your little problem in perspective, uh, when you look at what the, uh, you know, people have built these huge businesses have over, uh, have had to overcome in their journey. Mm. Yeah. It's the kind of book you want to read when you're in the trenches, eh? It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of good stuff out there on product market fit and like, how do you like build teams and everything? But I think for an entrepreneur, it's really like that, you know, emotional piece because most businesses fail because, the entrepreneur gives up. Uh, they don't fail because they ran out of money and they didn't provide product market fit. Yeah, you didn't find product market fit, but you quit. You stopped, and you didn't keep trying to find product market fit. And that's why that's where the business actually fails. Yeah, agree, hundred percent. That does uh, conclude your time in the hot seat, brother. Thank you so much for coming on the show, dude. Uh, love your yeah. story. Love your your courage and your your um, your ability to persevere. You know, to your point you decided to, that you weren't going to give up and you made yeah. the tough choices and yet here you are, you know, a few years yes, later. For, for now. Now look, <laughs> now look at you now, brother. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I appreciate it. Anytime, man. Everybody else, we'll see you again soon. Ciao, ciao.